Who's the person you turn to when you need advice? The person who gives you confidence and strength? The person who's been your biggest support? The person you shop with, ask their opinion and trust them implicitly? For me, it's... Hi, Ma. Hi, Del. As a mother and daughter, we know we have a close bond, but each mother and daughter relationship is unique and different, and that's exactly what we want to explore. Each week, we'll sit down with mothers and daughters and talk about their bond, from the ones who work together to others who have survived, shared passions, overcome loss, and in general, have a great relationship that is worth sharing. This is Mothers Mothers and Daughters Daughters Podcast. Hi, Ma. Hi, Del. It's very late at night. We don't normally do it this late. No, but circumstances has led us to doing our little preamble at night time. At night time. This week's episode, it's actually going to be a two-part episode that we're going to release today and, and next Monday as well. It's with a really amazing family. We actually got three generations in one seating. Mm, which was so so special. What really was we got it's with mostly Loris and Tracy. Loris we got to chat to on her 96 96 yeah, birthday. birthday. So it was pr- very special to be able to speak to them about their family life. It was it was a very heartwarming but also a, a bit emotional of a conversation that we had with them. Yes, well, I mean, Loris was saying that she took seven years to have a baby, so it was very trying seven yeah. years, especially um, in the those times, early fifties. Yes, when she would have tri- started to try exactly, yeah. yeah, and to take seven years, and obviously couldn't um, get the assistance that, thank goodness, we have with wonderful advances in mm. uh, medicines and and obviously all of you know, IVF. the IVF and yeah, that and wasn't available to her. Yeah. And so she finally fell pregnant with Tracy, um, which is you can really see is the love of her, you know, well, her world yeah. basically. Uh, sadly, Loris lost her husband a few years ago. But, um, but they're just the most beautiful – warm, loving family, even though – and they they have lived together under the one roof. Well, Loris and Tracy live together. Um, and But the children have also come and, you know, gone and lived all, all under the one roof for quite a few yeah. years or, you know. And, you know, that's amazing in itself. Yeah, they were saying, I mean, as much as my kids consider your home and also my – in-laws home their home the girls were saying how much it really just they don't even consider it it's not like it's a second home it's just their home home. yeah yes and they go there all the time yes to chat with her i mean they don't always necessarily go there to see their mum they actually go there to see loris and oh definitely chat with her and and get her advice she is an i mean Outstanding wisdom. Oh, yes, beyond. but a beautiful looking, well groomed woman of 96 who it was funny actually because when we were talking to her, because she is so beautifully groomed and has her hair done and makeup and jewelry, and we could hear the, the oh, bangles yes, did, yeah, jingling <laughs> as you know, she was like moving her hands and we could hear the bangles we jingling. We didn't ask her to take no. her jewels off. So, yeah, if no. you do hear some 
some noises, that's what it is. Yes, it's lovely. But um, we just we we had to let Loris be Loris and, and yeah, not ask her no, to take no. her jewels off. No, no, definitely not. And it was um, yeah, it was very enjoyable. And Loris certainly spoke about what you know she felt was being a good parent mm. and bringing you know Tracy up was allowing her to have a voice. And very important to listen. She yeah. kept on saying to listen, saying, listen to your, to your children. Yeah. They must be heard, which she kind of said was very different when she was growing up, obviously. Yeah. But um, I think that uh, obviously, you know, allowed Tracy to be the person that she had become. Mm. Um, she's also beautiful, caring, sharing, being an only child. And I've always said she's one of the most, you selfless. know, selfless uh, people I've, you know, met. And obviously credit to Loris yeah. for allowing her to be like that. Mm. So, yeah. And she also said she likes hanging out with the great grandkids. I mean, Loris is really very young at heart. She's definitely not an, a 96-year-old that is an old 96. Definitely She's not. a very young Oh, and she still paints as well. Yeah. Very, still as active as she can possibly be. Yeah, which is nice. I mean, she's she now lives with Tracy and, and Tracy's husband, so she's, she's well looked after. Um, and as you'll hear from the conversation, 2020 probably had a few trying moments because they were very much yeah, on top of each other, on top but, and trapped but they still love roof. each other. Yes. You yeah. know, all families have their moments. It's important. Mm. And I, I think it's nice that they were honest about that. And But really just the way that how open and honest Loris is and, and how the girls, her grandkids, I shouldn't just say the girls, interact with her is really beautiful. Mm, definitely see. felt the love. Yes. So we will have two parts, as I mentioned earlier. So this is part one and part two will come out next week. And just a pre-warning that we will be discussing infertility issues and also postnatal depression if you are suffering or know someone, please contact Panda or Lifeline or reach out to the Gidget Foundation. And we hope you enjoy this week's episode. Privileged way for us to start your beautiful weekend, your birthday weekend with the Mothers and Daughters podcast. Yeah, so thank you. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Tracy. Don't know each other terribly well, do we? We'll we'll find out a lot about each other afterwards. I was going to say, I know quite a bit about you now. Tracy's given a very good bio. Yes, Yes. exactly. And I've I've known you for a very long time, as you know. So, um, yeah, very, very, uh, as I said, very privileged to know somebody like you. So I was going to say, Hopefully this will be a wonderful, as I say, start to your birthday and uh, and I guess let's get started. Yeah, let's get started. So we're recording on our end, so we're good to go. Everyone can hear everyone, so that's always a good start. Very good. If I, I was going to say, if I can ask you, Loris, your first question. You can hear me? 
Yes, we can be abusive. So, Loris, how did you feel when you learnt you were pregnant and what was your journey trying to conceive? Well, the journey for me, really, when I think back on it, it was really unbelievable because in those days they didn't have the technique they have in the, today. Mm-hmm. It was a depressing and anxious time. I can assure you every time the period came around, I'd be in tears because I was jolly sure I'd be pregnant that particular month. Anyway, um, I can't tell you how I felt when they told me that I was actually, actually pregnant. Oh. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I was walking on air, I think. <laughs> do, do you mind me asking how long did it take for you to have Tracy, if you don't mind me asking you? I don't mind you asking it here. Um, <laughs> oh, five, six years. Yeah, it was actually seven years. Seven, seven years, years from the time you were married. I was born in 1960 and they got married in 1953. Yeah. So, and they wanted to have children straight away because they married later in life, which was unusual yeah. after the war years. So, yeah. you know, to be married in mum was – how old were you when you married? You were uh, 27. 27. So, you see, mum was very keen to have a baby and then to wait another seven years. Yeah, and I, um, but I love that that was – that was old, you know, 27 was old and now it's young, completely different. Everybody had babies. Well, for me, all of the friends, they were going to kindies and things. And uh, for me, every month I think, oh, this is it, I'm pregnant. I didn't even get morning sickness to make myself work up. This is it, I'm going to be pregnant. Mm. I wasn't. And, um Back on it, you know, really was a horrible time. Oh, very nerve-wracking. I, I can't even. What? What did? Did you feel like at the time, Loris, there was any support for you? Because obviously your friends were all falling pregnant. But in terms of no, other no. things, was there any support? Uh, no, Jordana. Uh, my <laughs> my friends, my day. Uh, we, you didn't talk about these different things with each other. Uh, it just wasn't done. Mm. It was something you kept to Quiet. yourself. Yes, mm. yes, yes. Well, there's IVF and all the programs. Yeah. And Today, it's a different, different ball game. Yeah. In my day, it was a subject only for you and uh, your mother or the family and all your husband. Certainly, those social friends knew about my anxiety. Mm. Which is no. so, and, and it's hor- you know it's an awful thing to think that you were suffering through that for so long and on your own as well. It's you know, it's just it's 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 nice well, yeah. that there's been a change in that sort of open conversation now. But it's just it's you know it's just sad to oh, hear that you had to go through that. It's a it's a very powerful thing uh, in my way thinking that if a, a woman is and suffering, uh, nerves are bad. It's enough to be married with children to cope with the house and the whole damn thing. But to find that you want to have a child and you can't, it's a terribly inside the mother's personal emotions. It's hard to put into words. You you sort of uh, feel as if you're not a whole woman. Of course, especially if you want it, want you know, want a child so badly, obviously. 
Well, thank thank goodness, thank goodness you had your beautiful Tracy. I mean, how did you finally feel when you became a mother? <laughs> I wonder how people feel when they win the lottery. Oh. I just know I was it was unbelievable, and I I was told I never looked better than when I was pregnant. Oh. You know, I just glowed. Yeah, oh, and in this that she couldn't have children. She had lots of medical procedures, which were yeah. probably very archaic in those days, mm. back in the 60s. Frightful. They were trialling lots of things that obviously didn't work and, and or may have been the forerunners for other procedures. But um, at the same time, when mum decided she couldn't have children and she completely relaxed, that's when I came along as a surprise. So mm. that's why I'm an yeah. only child and uh, and particularly as they, they, all those procedures meant that mum later on had to have a hysterectomy years later and she had lots of products and things that meant that she couldn't have another child. But I was the joy that just came along without any you know, um, practice, planning. It happened. So that's what can happen when your mind relaxes. I think so. It does. You hear that a lot, you know. You hear mothers that have tried for years and years and then they just, you know, they throw their hands up and go, okay, that's it, you know, not going to try. And then you get a surprise child or after adopting you exactly know. i mean i know definitely a couple of you know people that have that adopted uh, two children and then they ended up having their yeah. third themselves because yes yeah. the pressure was off so it's amazing what the mind and body can yeah. achieve basically yes that's so amazing Amazing. amazing. I said amazing. <laughs> but I she, wrote that's a amazing. Note. she wrote a note to herself because she, she's trying not to say that's amazing all the time. I do that a lot. But it's okay. <laughs> it's all right, Mum. It, it really, it, it, it is, I have to say. It is, it, it is, it would be so amazing. I can't, you know, I, I it took me six months before I had Cooper and, and, and that felt like a lifetime to me so I can't even imagine seven years and then you finally become a mum I mean the anticipation of becoming a mum for you Loris must have been just another level and then sorry to say it again amazing but can I ask I know that uh, were you when you were pregnant Loris did you find though that were you in a state of nervousness the whole pregnancy or, or once you'd fallen pregnant you were relaxed no no, no quite relaxed quite oh that's so good love my little yes no uh, it was euphoric oh that's wonderful yeah i really yes i really felt at last whole i was having my my baby, your baby the baby and Working and and she worked right up until she couldn't, as she said, reach the typewriter. <laughs> so, you know, she was busy and then back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tracy, can you tell us a bit about what it was like growing up for you? I mean, I know you said you were an only child, but what was it like for you? You must have felt a lot of love because there was a lot of waiting before you arrived. Well, that's absolutely true. I, I only had um, wonderful, warm memories of my childhood because mum and dad put all their eggs into one basket. Uh, life with an only child is a lot quieter than what my experience was with three children. Yes. And, uh, and so, um, and, and, and of course, mum didn't work at that time. She just wanted to enjoy being a mother. And uh, 
I know that she encouraged me a lot to have friends over because once she recognised that I'd be an only child, she used to say to me when I was growing up and I'd watch my friends arguing with their siblings or whatever, she'd say, well, you can choose your friends but you can't choose your family. So you should just have a garden of friends and enjoy the fact that when, you know, as an only child, you don't have to ever be lonely, you don't have to ever be on your own. So on weekends I was encouraged to have a friend sleep over on Saturday night. Um, I had two beds in my room. I... I had a lot of company, like even to go for weekends away, mum would ask, would I like to bring a friend? And I also spent a lot of time in adult company. So I just grew up in the, I think there was a big difference. Children didn't have like uh, phones and devices to sit at the restaurant table. I learned mm. from yes, the time I was sit, very young to sit, sit yes. at the adult table. Mm. But maybe that made you the person yes. also that you were. I mean, if I can ask you, Loris, you know, you were brought up, Tracy, to be, you know, the most unbelievably caring and sharing person. As she was an only child, how do you feel you achieved this? Um, by giving her time, allowing her to express her opinion talking to me, not just me talking to my daughter, but my daughter talking to me. I didn't want to be her best friend. I just wanted her to feel the strength that I was there. And that's how, I don't know, it just evolved between us. We just got on. I guess that's what makes your relationship so special now as well. And and you probably yes. well, I was going to say girls behind you know the the you know Alana and Elisa, do you feel that that's how Tracy then parented you? Absolutely, but also that is my memory of being a grandchild to Nonny, um, that she was gave us undivided attention, mm. and when we were here wanted to bring like magic and wonder and just fun to, to like to our everyday, you know, play and interactions together. And we spent a lot of time here and I always felt that she just gave a lot of time and love. Like it was just like we were her whole world whilst wow. we were there. And, yeah, that's, you know, very special. And then, so like, how lucky are you? You felt the same, Elisa? Yeah, I really did. I think something that was uh, in in my memories is um, our time here. I mean, we we were. Over, I know I was over most days after school because yeah. we lived up the road. And, and um, Nori is she can be very silly and fun and whimsical. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's. Really, when we're together, she would engage in play yeah, and fun great. and it wasn't, yeah, Nuri yeah. Yeah. has an amazing imagination yeah. so everything was like a game and and, and fun time, which not many people can say about their grandparents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I think so. young at, she's definitely young at heart. Yeah. She's doing it now with her great-grandchildren. During the other day, I, she, they were sitting together on the couch, uh, Jonah and Sammy, and Noni said, come here, come come and sit with me. I've got a story to tell you. And she had them engaged in this story about toadstools and fairies and the fairy that she saw in the garden. You've got to come outside and have a look at this fairy. It was, Isn't that yeah, gorgeous? She and just, she was just making it up. Wow. Yeah, yeah. 
That's and also mum used to love messy play, which a lot of grandparents don't like. Um, <laughs> and, and, and particularly that was a great help to me, to me with great-grandchildren because she was happy to have the messy play. But I grew up when mum loved to help us cook toffees. In those days, kids ate like you know, marshmallows. Toffees. With, yeah. with, um, rice, marshmallows. Mum was the inventor of the yeah. LCM bar, we always <laughs> said, because um, yes. we made them up before they were put in the packet. And um, she used to make, you know, chocolate crackles, but... The concept was it was the children were up on a stool. I've got a wonderful photo of Alana when she was probably only about two. She didn't have anything on but naked with an apron yeah. and she'd be in the kitchen with flour and all sorts of mess. And mum never minded how much cleaning up there was and she also didn't mind their friends coming over and playing. So I had play dates, but long before they were called play dates, I called, you know, mm-hmm. have a friend over. And they be able, mum was always open to have the children's Friends come, even the, all my my school friends, my mums and mums I met at school, all knew Nuni and they were happy for their children to come to Nuni's house because they knew that they were being very well supervised. But also, um, yeah, the kids would come up after school and come with their mates from the school bus and open the fridge door and mum would have... She was the house that had the chocolates and the, all the snacks yeah. that most mothers won't want their kids to have after school. When, when anyone's sick, mum would say, the best, the best thing is to have a bowl of ice cream. So I was chocolate milk cured everything. It sounds, it sounds like <laughs> Wonderland, really. It I'll does. Say, what a fun household to grow up yeah. in. Yeah. I must say, um, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I think mum was the Willy Wonka for most of the kids. <laughs> Fem- female version of Willy Wonka. Loris, do you think that's why, I mean, because you only had, you knew you were going to only have one child, that you just wanted it to be almost like a wonderland for Tracy and then obviously her friends? Well, uh, Jordana, I didn't plan any uh, way to behave with the children. So for me, it was just me with the kids. It's not an act or nothing. It was just what I did with the children. It was, it was mum's nature, mum's personality. Yeah. I just loved being with the kids. I liked them. Yeah. I liked it. I liked listening to them. I like. I don't want to live their life or be part of it. I just to have them share. They knew they could talk to me. Children know they can't talk to some grown-ups. It's mm. important that kids can talk to grown-ups to really talk to them. Yeah, very Even important. when mum chose like, to be a volunteer, she was to do work with children and she used to do school reading, uh, which is now very, you know, common and popular to have adults, you know, grandparents come into the classroom. And she did that, that you know, at least um, 20 years yeah. ago. And, oh, um cool. She used to work in our school library as well and be there to, to uh, because she's such an avid reader. So even in her voluntary capacity, she loved, um, you know, being around children, yeah. Probably keeps you feeling young as well. Well done. Yeah, kept, kept you feeling young. Yes, yes. Which actually leads me on to the next question again to you, Loris. Um, I have always admired how beautifully you look and stay so youthful. What motivates you to do so? I mean, as I know up to just recently, you even attended art classes and produced some absolutely beautiful artworks. I, I don't, you're not painting anymore though, are you? Yes, oh, I you am. are? Yeah, you still are. I haven't seen any beautiful posts <laughs> lately. So you're still still enjoying your art. 
Oh, yes, and, and uh, I, I really, truly do enjoy that time for me. I, I really have a very selfish life now because <laughs> I think very you know, well deserved. <laughs> but really, uh, this, I do ceramics wow. and I do art, two classes a week. And I, I, I truly love that. It's good for me mentally. And That's very good. Yeah, I love but, it. But, you know, you're sitting here, you've got your makeup on, your jewellery on. Like, you just obviously, you've obviously never given up on yourself, which I think is such an important lesson. Oh, there she is. <laughs> oh, there she is. Lost, so. <laughs> Lost you on half the screen. Hi. It's just automatic to me to look like I am. It's just a whole lot of what I'm planning or anything, but it's normal for me to look like this even if I was not going out. I think if you look in the mirror and you're feeling a bit down and you look a bit dowdy, you're feeling you ghastly. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I'm with you, Loris. Honestly, I will. You know, I, 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 I also, you, you want to look in the mirror and say, yeah, I look good today, or you try at least to look good. So it's very. I was going to say you're, you're my yeah, number one fan. And in fact, if I can share a story, and the line is obviously got to win. My mum fell uh, in the street one time, and we had to call an ambulance. And uh, the ambulance officer said, "If we can remove all this jewelry, mum has lots of layers of costume jewelry, being." bracelets and everything that's, you know, jazzy and clinking. And he said, I think we'll take a few kilos off just to get her off the ground if we can get all this. Because mum goes out bedecked and, and glam when they're going to the supermarket. In fact, nowadays she doesn't go out at all, but I can tell you that if you popped here at midday, mum would be dressed looking like she's ready to go to a show, uh, whether there's anyone coming in the house or not. She always wants to shop. Uh, it's for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's for, it's for you. Just, That's right. It's yeah. for you. Yeah. Yes, you do it for you. I mean, I, I agree. I, you should not do it for anybody else than than yourself. It's a bit like I'm a bit funny that way. Like I will always have my makeup with me yeah. because I always think if God forbid I end up in hospital, I have to have my makeup with me. If I don't have my makeup with me, what am I going to do? So that's kind of like my wear my, my shtick, you know. I've got to I've got to have that. Not wear it. It's fine. No, no, I can't. I know. Uh, it's just that's just not me. And what was what was Lana? Lana was going to say something. Just always used to say, never leave the house without feeling your best and looking your best, because that will be the day that you meet an ex boyfriend. Friend, or oh, you say you know, you'll meet your lover. Love of your life, yeah. you, know, you just never know. <laughs> <laughs> good, a good lesson. Yeah. Chanel. Yeah. Chanel. Yeah. Say yourself, yeah. never leave home. You will have to feel you're going to meet the one out in. You never know. <laughs> so you have to present always, yourself. As I was going to say, always be on. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Which is lovely. It's, it's been instilled in three, yes. so far, three two more generations from us because that's how I am too. <laughs> it's a good good lesson to pass on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Tracy, sorry, my question now to Tracy. Um, yeah. You have worked all your married life. How difficult was this having three children and how much did you rely on your mother? Well, I've got to say I relied on her 
incredibly. I took it for granted, I've got to say. Um, a lot of my friends would always say, oh, you know, you're so fortunate. But I, I was... I never felt like I was burdening mum because she actually craved that and loved it. So she actually retired from work the day Ilana was born from full-time work so that she could be oh, a full-time grandmother. Mm. She just said, that's it, I'm hanging out. And she loved her work. She worked in a local pharmacy, loved people, loved being out every day. But she said, no, i really, you know, ready to, to be a full-time grandmother. And um, so she was so supportive. And I needed to keep working as most of us uh, did in our generations. So uh, similarly, you know, virtually my children were just a few weeks old and I'd already be dropping them to mum with, a, you know, express bottle or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, went on for a lifetime, just so much so that this house where we are today um, – was a second home for my children. They lived um, down the road and they would feel they could come up after school. Instead of having after school activities, I could just say, you know, get off the bus and walk to Nuni and do your homework and, you know, go and have a play and I'll be back at, at six. And often mum would, you know, help me out with shopping, have the meal, you know, that's something to add to the meal for me. She was cooking. Uh, so even, I've got to say how dedicated she was or at least how, um, devoted and, and um, uh, supportive was that when on a Saturday night, if mum and dad didn't have arrangements, the kids always slept here and she'd say, don't rush in the morning, you and Leon have a sleep in. Isn't that nice? So I would find the kids would still be in their pyjamas, my dad would be making roll-ups as he called them, mm-hmm. uh, some bread and jam and, and, and they'd be in the garden playing or doing till 11 and at least, uh, you know, I said it was pretty pretty selfless of mum to spend not just a short time but three children over, I don't know, maybe 10 or more years of their you know, childhood. I think it's so, I, I it's so nice. I have a very, I'm very happy. It's so nice though because for most, you know, most grandchildren of that era, I mean, I was lucky I did spend a lot of time with my grandparents but I think it just instills such an early bond. And I, I, I mean, I definitely, you know, said it tomorrow night, mum and dad also, you know, instead of coming to us to babysit, they're like, just leave the kids with us. It's so much easier. Yes. Well, and, and they love, I mean, they, they love, love it, it too. Like, like they, your upset. children would have loved it. Yeah, they're upset that they stay at home during the week. You know, they're always demanding to go to Dee Dee's house. <laughs> and I think it's so, it's so nice for when you grow up that you have that close bond because if you have this sort of distance from a grandparent, you kind of, you can't really get that back and then it's really hard to relate because you haven't get, you know, you haven't got that bond. Whatever you put in, you get back because Um, my adult grandchildren rely on them if I couldn't be here, both for both my mum and my dad when he was alive, they felt as as totally dedicated because the, the grandparents had put in, and it's their turn now to be supported. That's lovely. The other, so, yeah, yeah, the other way around. My, the next generation, I have my children here with mum and with Nonny. Um, but, you know, now she's helping me. You know, I've got to go to work and juggle as well. So, you know, the next generation on. So, yeah, circle yeah. of life. And you're even, you're even luckier that you've got that next generation as well. Yeah. Because I, I'm not, I mean, I know we're going to get to that, but just to let everybody that's listening, that um, that Loris lives with you, uh, with 
Tracy and, and her husband, Leon. And, you know, that's in itself um, quite incredible for these days as well. It very rarely happens, but just goes to show the love uh, and bond of a mother and daughter to be able to, you know, do that and enjoy. I mean, I know you say sometimes there are, you know, times that, you know, a little bit challenging, obviously, maybe for both of you. But that wouldn't be life if, yeah. if 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 it was perfect all the time. Yeah, I always say to Mum, I'm keeping her alive, and some days I could kill her. The nineties, you know, she's you know, held together with sticky tape, and we have to. There's medical appointments and so forth, and then we're so supportive to each other. And other times we're completely, you know, as as all family households. Yeah, yeah. opinion. Yeah. yeah, so it's just so it's just uh, it's natural. Mm. Well, given how close yeah. you both are, I know Tracy and Leon moved away for a little bit when the kids were younger. What was that like for you, Loris? How did you maintain a close bond? Because obviously, oh. then there was really I, I only the phone or and letters, I guess. I I, I really felt physical pain mm. when. They walked through the airport uh, with Asher in a, his little car oh. thing. They walked away from me, oh. and uh, that sounds as if I'm terribly possessive. It was just that I'd had the living here, this little baby boy and and Alana, and suddenly I came back from the airport and the house was empty. Mm. There's not the sound of the the, the, the I, I really found it devastating. Mm. I really it very hard. Uh, they just weren't here. Mm. Mm. It was a space, mm. you know. It was a space. I, I was very, very happy to see Asha walk out of the airport. Oh, when they, they returned, came back. Goodness me, yeah, because he would have been then a, a little toddler, obviously. Yeah. I guess at yeah, the same time for you, true. Tracy, that would have been also a very hard time to leave your parents. Well, I've got to say, um, you know, an opportunity came up to work overseas at a time that really worked for us in our lives and it was the right thing to do. But we went off to an exotic place, Mexico City, and we were gone for two years. Asha left at six months and, and came back over just over two. And, um, and in that time... Um, Mum, we only had a fax machine because mm. we didn't have mobile phones and those yeah, things. No. So we didn't have like, long-distance calls were the only thing and, it, you know, crazy prices. So um, we used the fax machine a lot and Mum would get up every day and draw pictures yeah. for the children. That was my memory. Of, oh, yeah, wow. really? Communicate. Really? Just getting a every, every day from Ronnie. Oh, that's so I'd sweet. I'd quickly go over to the fax machine and write something back or draw a picture back to her um, and that's, yeah, that's how we communicated during that time um, and, yeah, yeah, I would look forward to that. And also to give you an idea of how the time and, and uh, mum had always had a fear of flying and I wanted her to come to Mexico um, and, uh, and visit us at some point. And we had help in the house and we had a guest area and everything about it would have been perfect for her to come. But my fear of, of, of flying just couldn't get her there, no matter how much we talked about it. Um, and, uh, and, but instead I had an opportunity to do a um, conference 
in the States, there was no point for me to, to uh, I couldn't bring the children and Leon was needed with me at this conference. And so it was a plan as to how we could get the children to mum if she wouldn't come and mind mm-hmm. them and overseas even. So a dear friend, Debbie, um, was travelling and offered to come via Mexico, not, not that that was a difficult choice, but um, and she was really so wonderful to offer to bring the children back to my mother. Now, the amazing thing was the fear of flying was much worse than mum having a one-year-old and a five-year-old without, um, what, sorry? Actually would have been over two. Yeah, um, yeah, a little bit old, 18 months. But she hadn't seen them for a year. And, you know, it wasn't until I was so much older to understand what a selfless thing because those children arrived off a plane to a grandmother they hadn't seen for a long time. She had them for two weeks you know, talking about toileting, feeding issues, sleeping issues, missing grandparents, uh, missing parents. Parents, yes. And mum, that was easily done for mum. That was not a problem. There's many grandmothers who would much prefer the ticket to Mexico (laughs) to come on holiday. (laughs) Mum preferred to have two children alone here and my friends were wonderful and popped in to support her. But I remember that time that she, um, yeah, had us boomer back many times but yeah two children alone um in uh, without their parents and very small ages so yes that yeah, was quite a challenge amazing actually alana do you remember you actually remember that time being in mexico city yeah i remember living in mexico um and i mean not i have memories here and there and a lot of sort of visual memories and until mm. we recently went back, i couldn't yes, tell I heard, you where they yes. were i could just and so we went, we specified, like mum, you know, mum and dad took us back to those those places that I remembered. Um, but, yeah, I do remember that time and, and the faxes and, and I think we've even still got some of them. I was, them. I was I actually going to ask them. you, did, yeah, did you, did keep, you keep a lot of the drawings? Yeah, drawings and the letters and everything. Oh, what a special kept. thing. You should, you've you never made them into a, a like a one of those books? You probably should. Thanks. Old-fashioned facsimile paper fade. But you've got a great idea. Yeah, what a a lovely memory. It's lovely that, Alana, at least you've got that memory. Yeah, yeah. It's a treasured time, family time that I have, yeah, great memories. That's lovely. That's lovely. Went to school there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tracy, how did your life change when you had children? Um, well, look, like mum, I was always really euphoric and um, I'm always more mellow when I have a newborn in my arms. Some strength, I'm always manic. When I have babies, I always get very relaxed because I just find them so soothing. Mind you, once they become active um, Changes and, the and game, having yeah. three children, I had so, yeah, I, I just absolutely love motherhood and I didn't mind the, that that pressure in my house. I'm not a fussy person, so um, I my house was never, like, neat and tidy like other friends. Um, I could just see past that. So I know that grates on many people. Um, so obviously yeah, my nature meant that, that uh, it, it was a um, bit of a manic and, and um, busy household. But... I didn't have great pregnancy, so I uh, always wanted to have the fourth, but I didn't think I'd survive the pregnancy. Mm. I was always nauseated for nine months. Oh, that's but, terrible. Uh, yeah, no, having was was wonderful, and uh, I hope I've passed on to my children as much as what my mum did for me. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you have a mother and daughter story that you would like to share, send us a DM on Instagram at Mothers and Daughters Pod. If you loved this episode, please subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss a new episode. Spread the love and share the podcast with your mum or sister or friend. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. See you next week and don't forget to call your mum.